Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Makes a man miss. Look out. He's electric. Goodbye. Welcome to Tigers and 20s Game Balls, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Listen in as we hand out game balls to the top performing athletes from the previous week and get their insight into the game. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome back to Tigers and 20s Game Balls. This is episode number five coming out of the Temple game. And, man, I'm excited because we got QB1. He's getting the offensive game ball for this week. We got Seth Hennigan. What's going on, Seth? Uh, not much. Just finishing up practice in study hall on this beautiful Monday. Listen, man, y'all, Tiger fans, Go Tigers 247 fans need to understand, Seth just got off the field and he joined me um, on this Zoom call. Seth, I can't appreciate how much uh, – I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining me, man. I know – you got a busy time right now, man, especially with the quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, uh, just coming off the game, you know, short week, so we moved up practice today. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of hard on our bodies today, uh, just getting that first practice back, just back from a game on a Monday. Normally, we have Mondays off on right. our bodies. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate do you feel you. like a – Do you when you got out there on the field today, did you kind of feel like an old man a little bit, like creaky a little bit, like, oh, man, I just got to get <laughs> got to get my body back right? Yeah, I mean, uh, every every week, uh, just trying to get my body back under me. That's always a big part, just trying to take care of our bodies and, you know, getting into the middle of the season. Uh, that becomes more important just to try and prevent injuries. Um, so, yeah. So we were talking before we started recording. You like the heat, man. Like, you you enjoy the heat. You enjoy the last couple of weeks. The, the other week when it was like 125 degrees on the field. You enjoy that, right? Yeah, I mean uh, – I mean, I like this weather too, but I'd much rather, yeah, like 100 degrees rather than 30 degrees, at least for playing a game of football. Um, because, you know, I haven't really had that many, like, really freezing cold games. Um, I've been a ball boy on the sidelines to a snow game back in high school, but I've never really played in a snow game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd rather heat for sure. So how do you handle, like, because you have the ball in your hands on every single play. When it's cold outside compared to when it's warm outside, what do you do differently pregame to make sure your hands, the ball, like the, because I mean, for folks that don't know, the ball is really pretty slick out there. Like it's not one of those balls that you get from Walmart that we hand out for game balls. It's, it's a, it's not one of those tacky things. It's, it's a leather ball. That's pretty slick. How do you get your hands and your hands ready? The ball's ready, all that kind of stuff for a colder game. Yeah, I mean, it's all, like, weird, like, little intricacies. Like, you, you always see Drew Brees licking his fingers. Um, and then, obviously, our the training staff – or the uh, our staff tries to make the balls so that they can, you know, fit to my grasp or however I like them. But the cold weather definitely, like, impacts the balls and makes them harder, harder to catch and just, like, harder to the touch, whereas uh, the heat just kind of loosens them up. But – it's just little things, just slight variations. And me personally, I just have a hand warmer for sure. Because, I mean, my arm will be – it's just different. For me, it's more about my fingertips and being able to 
have the ball in my hands the right way rather than uh, my arm being warm. Are you a double glove guy or do you go no glove on the throwing hand? I go no glove on the throwing hand. Yeah. Have you ever thrown with a glove before? Is that something that you'd be willing to do? On my right hand? Yeah. Um, last year, two lane game, I got hit and a dude stepped on my hand and it was all bloodied up and gnarly and you know, one of my fingers was pointing a weird way. So they put a glove on my hand that game and I finished out the, the second half with the glove on my throwing hand. But that was the only time I've ever thrown with a glove on my throwing hand. I, I wore a glove on my offhand in high school for a little bit. And then uh, I, last year, too, for a couple of the games, I had a glove on my offhand. But that was the only game I've ever thrown with a glove on my right hand. Man, if I got my hand stepped on and had it all gnarly looking and fingers pointing in opposite directions, man, I would be such a big baby. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how you continue to play high-level quarterback play in, in college football with a messed up hand like that. See, y'all, you guys are just different breeds, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So let's get back to this. Let's go to this Temple game, man. You 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 were 24-45, 195 yards, one touchdown. And then just the stat of all stats, 19 carries for 60 yards, leading the team and rushing. Um, you know, man, I, I know that the game, coming away from the game, those first three quarters, it's, it's not what you wanted it to be offensively for the team. Um but I have a theory that I wanted to run by you and, and maybe get your insight on. Um, it's super easy, and I think fans fans love a front runner, right? Like they love when everything is clicking at all times and there's no mistakes being made and scoring after scoring after scoring after scoring. And it's easy to be a quarterback and or to be an offensive player when that is going on. Um, but I want you to describe to me like the leadership, the 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 presence that you have to have on the field especially as the starting quarterback for the team when it's a grind out there like it was for those first three quarters like what's that leadership look like what is that when you're not when everything's not going perfectly what does that look like for you as quarterback one for the Memphis Tigers as things are a grind and a struggle out there that you guys were having those first three quarters yeah, I mean, uh, just trying to keep guys upbeat and positive and, you know, not let people get in their heads because obviously people are going to, everyone's going to make mistakes throughout the course of the game. It's hard to play a perfect game. Um, I definitely had my fair share of mistakes in the game that, uh, you know, allowed us to stall out or caused us to stall, stall out. And then, of course, you know, O line might have had a mistake, receiver might have had a mistake. So I just try and tell them play the next play to the best of your ability and don't think about the pass plays. Um, but, you know, it is, you know, uh, for me personally, like a gut-wrenching feeling, you know, going into halftime and having zero points on the board. Um, that hasn't happened to me uh, too many times, if at all, um, off the top of my head. So, I mean, I didn't really like that feeling personally, but um, we finished pretty strong. And then, like you said, uh, fans love a front runner. Um, if you look at last year, that's – I hate comparing or just, you know, reminiscing, I guess I would say, not really comparing, but last year we were front runners and we didn't finish games and we we're six and six. And right now we're sitting at four and one and we're finishing games and not really starting them that well. And, you know, people will still complain even when we're four and one. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that we're finishing games and I'm worried about us. I'm not worried about anyone else. Um, so we have good chemistry and, we trust each other, and as long as we continue to finish games and take care of the ball, uh, I feel like we'll have a chance in every single game we play. 
That is the truth, man. That is one thing being down there on the field, coming to practice and being able to see you guys is it is undeniable the chemistry that you guys have on the field. Um, you guys are in it together. And again, that doesn't always necessarily mean that everything is going to go perfectly, but that's not the sign, right? Like that's not the sign of a cohesive team. A cohesive team is when, hey man, when we're looking up at the board and we got zero points, who's are we are we freaking out on each other? Are we blaming each other for what's going on or are we still together you know that that is a, such a huge sign of a team that is 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 bought in all in together and I think is going to make some waves this year you know I mean that's that's a huge part of it I mean what do you think I mean is that is that the sign for you of a cohesive team I mean yeah that's definitely a part of it and just you know now having been in that situation we go into the locker room having zero points at halftime we just all get together as offense, just the players. Uh, you know, the coaches are going over the adjustments they need to make, and then we're just sitting there. So, you know, we, we bring each other up, and we're just talking about, like, you know, we need to execute better. We got to be more physical. We got to win one-on-ones, all, all those types of things. Um, but, I mean, yeah, just not finger-pointing is a big thing, uh, in my opinion. And But also knowing when to, you know, tell someone – in their face when to step up um, and just, you know, have, making sure that people who are messing up are owning their mistakes as well and trying to make sure that they know that, that everyone needs to pick it up. Um, so, I mean, we're doing a great job of balancing it, of, you know, not pushing someone, you know, too far down, but also making sure that they're upholding the standard of our offense. So uh, I'm, I'm just proud of our guys for doing that. Absolutely. You know, so last week uh, – Joe Doyle got the game ball from us last week um, for his 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 work as a punter last week. And it's so interesting because I was talking to him about what it's like to play a position where nobody really wants to see Joe Doyle out on the field multiple times in a game, right? Like eight punts is like, oh gosh, we don't want to see Joe Doyle out there that much. But you realize how important his role is um, on the team when you see what he was able to do not just last week but also against Temple as well how important is it for you as the quarterback to have trust in a guy like Joe and in that punt team that literally is able to like flip the field and and help the defense but also you know as the offense is struggling not put the team in a situation where easy like short fields for the for the opposing for the opposition like how important is is a guy like joe for the team yeah i mean uh he's extremely vital uh and he's a really hard worker you know i think he has a potential to be playing on sundays um personally so uh he's a great guy too um and he's a great player and that's just another one of the intricacies of the game is just like it's like small ball in, in baseball almost like you know, we're not hitting big plays. We're not hitting home runs, but we're flipping the field position. And that's as much as a part of winning the game as hitting the big plays. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, we're winning football games and our offense may not be doing as well as we should be doing, but we're not turning the ball over. And, you know, against Temple, we'd get down to like 40, 50, then punt it and Joe would have a great punt. And they'd, you know, be backed up and our defense get a stop and then we'd be back on. And that's kind of how the flow of the game went. But having a weapon like Joe and just, you know, knowing that our defense and and having faith in our defense as well, uh, it just all plays into the game of football. 
it's not just a single special teams, offense, defense. It's all of us together. So, I mean, that that's just having Joe as a special teams weapon is definitely pivotal. It definitely – the Temple game – definitely felt like it was a full team effort like everybody every position every every position within the defense offense and special teams were were playing their roles and it might not have obviously gone exactly the way that we thought that it would you know as as novices that are watching from the stands or on the field but it definitely felt like it was a full team effort out there you guys just fought it out grounded out and got the win which in the end, it's the win that matters, right? Yeah, I mean, that's my perspective is the win is all that matters. Of course, you're trying to get better and execute better the next week. But at the end of the game on that Saturday, all that matters is a win. And then you'll look back at the end of the season. And if you have all those wins, then, you know, it's a good season. doesn't matter how you got them or what the score is, in my opinion. Um, you know, if you're winning games and you're a successful team, and it's about the team. It's not about uh, one portion of the team. You know, it's not about me throwing for 400 yards. If we lose a game, if I throw for, you know, uh, 100 yards and we win the game, then we won the game. Um, and I might play bad um, or someone may play bad. And if we still win the game, you know, we won the game. And that's that's my perspective. Um, but, I mean, everyone has different feelings, especially fans. You know, if you if you're not explosive and not putting on a show, um, they might feel some type of way because that's the nature of the game these days. Uh, spectacular catches and offense scoring a lot of points. But uh, we're our type of brand of football, Memphis and Gritty, and we're winning games right now. So I'm just trying to stick to the script and obviously trying to get better as offense, but just continue sticking together. Absolutely. So I have to ask you a question. Is it a surefire bet for Tiger fans? Should they always bet – that Caden Priestcorn is going to catch the first touchdown pass every game. Is that is that a surefire thing at this point? I, I mean, if you look at the statistics so far, uh, I mean, I guess so. But uh, I, I don't know if I'd bet it. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe. Man, he's he's definitely it's, – it's so interesting to me how you very rarely hear uh, Ryan talking about players in the preseason about – expectations for players things like that obviously he'll mention you but he mentioned Caden numerous times in the preseason talking about the expectation the role that he was going to play man he has absolutely filled filled that role at this point and has he has he become one of your favorite targets out there on the field yeah I mean uh he's just he's just performing and when the ball's in his area uh he's catching it and getting upfield um so I mean whenever he's put in that position he's done well for us so Obviously, we're going to try and get him the ball, um, just continue to try and spread the ball around. But if he continues to make plays, then obviously the ball will try and find him. So I'm just trying to go through my reads and the play's designed to end up going to Caden, and it will. But um, he's just making plays, and I'm proud of him for that. So obviously, you know, one of the big talking points, and I think something that, that you know, as as each game goes on, there's always – the, the matchups that people are looking forward to seeing. And most of the time, the matchup that that Tiger fans are looking forward to seeing against the opponents is what our offensive line, what the Tigers' offensive line is going to be able to do against the defensive you know, front seven. Um, 
obviously the O-line has gone through some changes over the last couple of weeks, you know, with introducing new players into the into the starting lineup into even though these guys have played, you know, it's an interchangeable type of situation. But for you and and for the offense as a whole, what goes into integrating those new guys into the lineup and on the fly kind of creating that cohesive unit that you need for the offensive line? Um, I mean, I just think that goes back to the chemistry thing. Um, those guys have been together for a year, if not more. You know, Braxton's been here, I'm um, pretty sure, at least two years. Um, so just them knowing each other and knowing the offense uh, pretty well, that factors into being able to play together. And then obviously Mac is a redshirt freshman. Um, so he's still finding his way. He's doing a good job. He's putting in a lot of work. Um, but those guys, they just go together on the fly. Um, and they, they play certain positions. Um, I know Matt Dale's played guard and tackle. Um, Likes knows most of the positions. So they're kind of interchangeable to a certain degree. Um, but they're just ready whenever their time, whenever their number's called. Uh, you know, Osto got hurt. Jonah got hurt. You know, Braxton Mack, let's go. And try not to skip a beat. That's always the goal. So um, I'm proud of the way that they fought against Temple for sure. Did you notice in the um... – the first touchdown run that Brandon had, um, did you see Braxton in the end zone? Yeah, he was the first one in there, yeah. <laughs> did you see what he did? I was messing with him at the facility yesterday and was like, bro, you hit him harder in the end zone in that celebration than anybody did in the entire game. Yeah, he was like, man, I, mean, I was so amped up. He was like, I was so fired up to get that touchdown. <laughs> yeah, he was excited for sure. And it's he's he's a good one to celebrate with. He's has a lot of passion and emotion whenever we score, so – that was nice. Yeah, wait till you see the footage I post of that. It was pretty intense. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah. all right. So y'all come into this Houston game uh, Friday night, four and one, two and zero oh in the a the AAC, number one in the AAC, baby. Come on, from the first game against Mississippi State to this past game against Temple, going into Houston, what's the biggest area of growth you've seen in the offense so far? Um, I mean. I guess I would just say just we started a little bit faster the uh, the first two games after Mississippi State. And then, you know, North Texas was just a mediocre game. And then Temple obviously didn't get it going as well until the second half. But, I mean, I feel like we're just trying to continue to evolve our identity. And it's ever-changing, I guess I would say, just week to week, depending on scheme, just getting different things. Um, but just trying to make sure we're – adjusting on the fly and and executing on offense and moving the ball down the field, scoring in the red zone. Um, that's been one of our biggest things, I think, is scoring in the red zone, uh, not settling for three that much and, and getting those touchdowns. But, I mean, we're always changing as an offense, so we just need to continue to work hard in practice and, you know, things should roll our way. And is that something that you take pride in is that – you do have the ability as the off in the offense to to have a changing identity, right? Like you have talented enough players all across the board that man, if you need to focus on the run, if you need to focus on the pass, whatever it may be, if you need to go 19 carries for 60 yards, you can do that in a game and be successful. Is that something y'all take pride in? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, everyone on our team is willing to do whatever it takes for us to win the game, um, whether it be throw the ball every single play or me carry the ball 20 times um, or our running backs 
you know, tote the rock every single play, whatever it takes for us to move the ball successfully and score and then win the game. Um, I feel like all of our guys have bought into that mindset and that will take us far away. Absolutely. Well, Seth, man, listen, I know it was a grind of a game, but that, that to me is the ultimate sign of a winner is somebody who can grind out a win. And in the end, the score 24 to three against Temple, another win for the good guys. And man, good luck going into uh, Friday against Houston. It's going to be a fun game. Stay warm. Make sure you layer up. It's going to be a fun one out there. Yes, sir. It will be. Coming in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (laughs) Welcome back to Game Balls, episode number five. We are... In the second segment, we are talking to, man, a guy that I have been trying to get on this podcast for I can't even tell you how long. We got him all, man. He's a Memphian. His name is Greg Rubin. Y'all know who he is. I don't even need to introduce him. What's up, Greg? <laughs> What's up? What'd he do? What'd he do? Man, how thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to have you on here, man. How are you feeling, man? Feeling good. Feeling real good. Yeah, got a big game coming up. So, you know, I'm trying to keep my head on straight, keep it at night, stay focused, ton of vision. So it looks like your head might be a little bit bigger coming into this uh, this week after last week's game against Temple, man. Have you gotten a big head since that game against Temple? Nah, 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 nah. I would say that, nah. You know, you can't you can't really just, uh, hang your head on last week, whatever, because, you know what I'm saying, we got a real, real talented team coming this week. You know, they got a real dynamic offense, so you know, they're going to be coming, trying to take shots at us and everything like that. So, yeah, we got to have our head on straight and you know, not hang our head on last week. Well, I know you've already turned your attention to Houston, but let's go back to this Temple game a little bit, man. You ended the game with six tackles, five solo. Uh, just had an incredible game, man. And and what's interesting is, um, you know, overall, it was just a dominant defensive performance all the way through and through from top down, man. Like, just you guys, you know, I know you guys are going to nitpick plays and say, well, we messed up on this and they got this yardage here and they scored, right. they they ran the ball down the field here, da, 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 da. But in the end, man, like you guys are absolutely shutting teams down these last couple of weeks. Is that what you're feeling like right now? Uh, yeah, I I feel like we got a good thing going right now, uh, honestly. Yeah, uh, I feel like everybody just buying into it, buying into like, you know what I'm saying, the scheme and what, what Coach Barnes has put out there for us and Everybody just really just sticking to doing their job and trusting each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just feel like 
everything happened so smoothly and like we just can depend on each other regardless of what the play call is or anything absolutely man i you know it's been interesting you this is your second year at memphis you come from memphis you were at white station high school um what's it like what's it been like playing for your hometown team man i know we haven't had a chance to talk so i'm excited to be able to talk to you and ask you like what's it been like putting on the memphis uniform after growing up in this city man yeah uh my like i said i, I always tell people i that's something i and i always wanted to do like just uh represent my city so that was like like recruitment it was like really in covid once covid had happened and everything it was really like a no-brainer for me uh, Memphis was where I was going to go. And you just know, man, being from here, you know, like, what it is, like, the, how greedy the city is and, like, what what it takes to just make it out of here. So, man, it means everything to me, like, just being able to represent them, just work, you know what I'm saying, just represent the name, just represent Memphis just every, every day, honestly. You know, it means the world to me. I mean, how exciting, like, how dope is it that, like, you are there are kids that are in high school and middle school that are starting to learn to play the game that are picking it up that see you out there on the field that say yo this dude's from memphis man like he made it out like maybe if i work my tail off i can make it out too like is that a cool feeling for you yeah it's a wonderful feeling honestly yeah i talked to a lot i talked to a lot of uh kids coming up coming up uh no they tell me though they tell me like 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 what how is it like just to make it out to be able to you know, I play football at the D1 level. And, you know, just tell them, man, really, you work for it. You can, you can have it. Regardless of what your situation is, man, just keep your head down and keep working. Anything's possible, right? Yeah, anything. Man, that's what's up, man. So, obviously, last year, man, like, you know, you came into the year um, as a true freshman starting cornerback. Um Man, you had a ton of success last year. I think at some point, I think at one point in the season, late into the season, you were leading the country in pass defenses. Like, I mean, you were you were doing your thing out there. Have you noticed a change in the way that offenses come at you this year? Yeah, it's a little yeah, it's a little different than last year. Like last year, I feel like everyone everybody knew that I was a true freshman. So, like without a doubt, they see me out there. They like, oh yeah, we're gonna go at them. We're gonna go at them. Like out the rip, out the rip. Uh. I, I won't say I get as much action as I as I was getting last year, so it's kind of. But that's one of my biggest things I try to focus on to not let they get me out of game, get relaxed out there, just always stay in tune and just do whatever I can do to stay in, stay locked in. So I think this year, this one of the things that's been different is we've seen you. Obviously, we have seen you not as you. You haven't been as targeted as much this year as you yeah. were last year. I think people got to know real quick. Don't go to that side, um, <laughs> but. One of the things that's changed, especially with the new Matt Barnes defense, is we've seen you kind of in a roving kind of position. We saw you in the back. We saw you in the backfield more this past week against Temple. Yeah. What's it like when you get that call to, hey, it's time to blitz, bro? <laughs> like, do you? What goes through your mind? Are you like, yeah. oh, it's go time. Let's go. Yeah, I, I I get real antsy. I be want to get back there. I get real antsy. I ain't gonna lie, but I try not to try not to show it. Try to disguise it as much as I can. That's not to you know what I'm saying show them that I'm coming or whatever. But uh, like you said, yeah, that's a new, that's a new position for me this year. Uh, having me at that like that nickel nickel package, that nickel position, and just being able to you now do more things, be versatile, and just to help defense whatever way I can really. 
And yeah, that's a, that's that's been another thing that I've uh, been working on, trying to focus on, just being able to play multiple positions and do different things. So, what do you like more? Do you like covering, like long passes, like long routes, or are you like a man? I want to lay the hit stick on somebody. Uh, I, it really a fifty fifty thing with me. It, it really it really don't matter. But I ain't gonna lie, lately lately. It's been I've been wanting to get 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 down and go get them, but then like once once it gets into it, I be like I want to sit down, want to cover. You know, it really does. It really however the game going, it just really depending on my action, what I'm, what they giving me. Like if I'm not getting that much action, I'm like ah, now I want I want to go I want to go in there and just you know what I'm saying put my head down in there and see what I can do. So I mean we've seen you be able to do both things, right? Like we saw you. We've seen you break up passes that lead to interceptions. We've seen you, um, you know, rush, you know, blitz into the backfield and get the quarterback. We've also seen you 50 yards down the field against Champ Fleming and Arkansas State pass yeah. breakups. Um, is your versatility something that you take pride in? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, because just like at the next level, uh, you know, that people, coaches, and everything, seeing at the next level, you see a lot of players being able to do multiple things, and that, that can take you a long way, just being able to play multiple positions. And coaches seeing that, you know, you can take take what you see in the meeting room and be able to put it on the field and just being able to – so they can use you in multiple ways, different packages, multiple defenses and things like that. So, yeah, that's a huge thing for me. I mean, there are certain things that you can't control, right? Like you can control um, your – how locked in you are. You can control your your uh, clean eyes, clean feet. You can control yeah. your leverage points. You can control all those things. One of the things that you can't control is the fact that in today's football game, you are you are considered an undersized cornerback, right? Like, yeah, right. You look at the NFL, yeah. and some of these dudes are six two, six three. You know, three. Yeah, monsters long. long. Yeah. How do you make up for something that you can't control, and that's that? you know, in the day and age in which we live in this football game that some would consider you an undersized guy. How do you use your size as an advantage instead of being constantly picked on? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, for me, technique, I take pride in technique and like being a technician in ways because and a lot of taller guys, they have trouble with their pad level and being able to get down the stances and things like that and come in and out of their bricks. So that's something I uh, take pride in and, I try to use it to my advantage when I have bigger guys. I like trying to be able to be low and being in my pad level and things like that. So I'm be able to come out of my transition fast and things like that. So yeah, it it's just really hard having heart. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what, man. As a I used to play basketball. I'm I'm a tall guy. I'm six four. I would say yeah. That, I say yeah. You. <laughs> I would say yeah, that, you long, you're tall. I would say this about um about big guys is. The area that you can – if you really want to mess with a big dude, get in his feet area, get in his legs, yeah. right? Like, and that goes yeah. in all in all sports, yeah. right? Basketball is that way. Like, you – if I'm in the post and you're messing with my legs, man, I'm having a hard time moving. It's moving around. And it, yeah, it's, it, like, kind of agitates them. They don't like it. Put them in, make them uncomfortable. Don't don't mess with my legs. Don't mess with my feet, man. We start having <laughs> – we start having uh, – So, uh, this year, at the beginning of the year, we um, – at Go Tigers 247, we made predictions on who was going to score the first defensive touchdown for the Tigers this year. And we all said Greg Rubin was going to be the guy to do it. 
Yeah. Well, we want to say thank you for making us lose that bet, number one. But, 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 let me just say this. It was your pass breakup that led to Jalen getting that ball. Yeah, and to he, the big dog getting to the house. To the big dog, right? Yeah. Like, and, he, and, yeah. and big dog, like, he shouted you out multiple times saying, Greg's the guy, Greg yeah. did it, Greg did it. <laughs> yeah. When, are you are you like, yo, listen, who's going to tip one up so I can go get it next? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm so like, man, we ain't going to have mine, man. I got to have one. But, yeah, it's, I know it's coming. I know it's coming, though. You know, I ain't rushing that. It's going to come to me, though. I know it's going to come to me. Man, how impressed how impressed have you been with the last couple of weeks of, of defensive play, man? Are you just – like it feels like the – there's a level of aggressiveness on the defensive side of the ball right now that that hasn't been there in the last couple of years. Is that what you're experiencing too? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm be honest with you. Uh, just everybody, the energy and everything, the way we just carry ourselves as a defense has been great. And as as everybody can see, it's showing. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving it right now. Just our biggest thing is to keep it keep it going. Just keep the train rolling. You know. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Absolutely. So you got coming up this next week, you got Houston, you got Clayton Toon and Tank Dale, and Houston was picked to win the conference this year. Memphis was picked to fifth or sixth, yada, 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 yeah. you know. <laughs> and we look up coming to this game. Memphis is 2-0 and in the AAC, and Houston's 0-1. and Obviously, they've got a lot of talent, man. You're going up against a guy who's probably going to – um, get paid to play this game one day in the NFL and yeah. this Tank Dell. Um, yeah. What's this week look like in terms of preparation, getting ready for a guy like Tank? Uh, it really day one things. Nothing really changed. Uh, just got to be more in tune with everything. Like, I discipline clean feet, like you said before. The things you can control, just being in tune with that, locked in with it, really. Uh, and they have a very dynamic quarterback, too. Uh, yeah, like you said, Clayton, he's uh, a great quarterback, so you just got to be aware he got a big arm. So, you know, they're going to try to take shots early at a, a whole game, him and Tank Dell, you know, them being dynamic players they are. So it seems like, I mean, obviously one of the big talking points coming into this week's game against Temple and against North Texas the week before that was, uh, you know, third down conversions for the defense getting off the field, right? Like that's one of the <laughs> things – I talked to Jalen numerous times and – and one of the things that he talks about is is finishing, like finishing the plays, finishing the games, finishing the drives. Oh. And and for a, the first couple of games, man, that was definitely a struggle for the defense yeah. was getting we off was the having trouble. Yeah, we was having trouble with that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Last couple of weeks, you guys say, have been killing it, though. I think I think, yeah. I think Temple was two for 12, I think, on third down conversions last week. Like yeah, yeah. What's, what's so, been the yeah. change? Uh, man, just put emphasis on the way we finish practice. That's really just uh making sure all of us like like Jalen said, there was something we uh everybody just bought into it and uh put emphasis on it. The way we finish practice, it's gonna be the way we want to. You no. Know? And so that and as it translated to the game. So that's really what it was. It did, man. Uh, you know, I wanna ask last question um about the game, but when you when you notice the trends, I know you guys are – when you guys get off the field, y'all go and y'all do y'all's team meetings, y'all, you know, talk through the previous possession and you're go- – but y'all are seeing what's going on out there in the field, seeing the trends and how things are happening. What was being said on the sideline amongst the defense when you noticed that, yo, man, like our normally high-powered offense is having some struggles getting going today – 
Um, right. What was what was being said on that sideline that kept y'all locked in, positive, positively locked in, not like negative pointing fingers at the offense or anything like that? Like, what were some of the things that were being said out there that that man made y'all every single time y'all came in just definitely created issues for the for Temple's offense? Uh, man, just just really having the mindset of man, let's go out there, let's win it. Regardless of our offense, we know they're going to get rolling. Because once they get rolling, as, as you see in the second half, once they get rolling, they roll. Them guys rolling. So, uh, that was really the only time, man. Let, let's go get the ball, man. Let's get let's get some takeaways. Let's help them guys out to get them going. So, as you see in the show, we got that thing. We got that thing rolling. Got that thing rolling, man, the whole time. All right, I got a couple. Listen, I usually don't ask these questions on this episode, but I have a couple of questions for you fans. Memphis fans, 901. Memphis wants to know a little bit about Greg Rubin. Even though, man, you're a local son, we want to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. Um, what's something that you do to decompress from football? Like, what's a hobby you enjoy? Uh, let me see. I spend a lot of I spend a lot of time with my dogs. Uh, other than that, I probably I try to go like fishing. I, I like to fish. I like to fish. Uh, yeah, fishing is something I enjoy. All right, uh, you need to get – you got to get with Cam and Jalen because they've been looking for fishing spots. Cam, Cam Jackson. For real? They've been looking. They can't find any spots. Oh, man. Say no more. I'm going to have to hit them up. Come yeah, I'm going to have to hit them up. You got to show Honestly, I, I, I don't need – I don't want to fish out here. I actually go to Mississippi. Well, let's see, there you go, yeah. though. I mean, it's right there. You, can, yeah. yeah. They've been looking for spots. They're like, we can't find any just open spots to go fishing at. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard. Well, it's some spots out here, but they're not. Yeah, they're not just. They're not great. Good spot. Yeah, they're not a good yeah, spot. To me. I feel you. Um, what kind of dogs do you have? Pit bulls. Nice man. Yeah. How, are they? Are they? Uh, you got two of? How many do you have? I have four. You have four, have four pit bulls. Yeah, I have four. Yeah. Man, beautiful man. What's their names? Yeah. Uh, Money Draco, Bad Boy, and Katrina. Man, come on. <laughs> yeah. You always been a dog, dude. Yeah, all my life. Yeah, dogs are dogs are such good companions, especially when you just need a break mentally. Man, just spending time with them is great. Yeah, for me, I I just feel like a dog will never turn on you, regardless. Like right. like regardless, I feel like they'll never turn on you. That's awesome, man. Um, all right, last question for you: You're stuck on a deserted island. All right, you got yeah, <laughs> you got one album. And one movie that you can listen to and watch for the rest of your life on this island, what would it be? Oh, ah, let me see, man. Ooh, it's a big one album, one movie. It's a big one. Man, let me see, man. Probably the movie, probably be probably Scarface. Really? Probably for me, Scarface. Either Scarface or or. Paid in full, either one, either one, yeah, it'd be either one of them. Such a different style of movie, man. Like paid in full <laughs> and Scarface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna keep it there, bro. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and probably album. Mm. Ooh, I go some damn nah. Carter three, the Carter three. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Any of those Carter albums, you can't go wrong yeah, with any, any of those. Yeah, you know, really. You yeah. can't go wrong with neither one. You know. Yeah. 
Those are good choices, though, man. You got Scarface, Peyton Full. So when you're aggressive, so when you're needing to cut down palm trees to make yourself a house to live in, you're getting amped up. Then you got Carter Three. You can't go yeah. wrong with any of that, man. You can't go wrong with any of that. I love it, man. Well, listen, Greg, yeah. dude, it has been good to talk to you, man. I've been trying, like I said, I've been trying to talk with you for a minute. I know Memphis fans. There's just a like Memphis fans love all their Tigers, man. But there's something about when a dude from Memphis is representing the city with you know going to the school man it's just another yeah. level of of pride man and and you're doing everybody you're you're killing it out there bro it's exciting to see you play and you're you're just doing a great job so again six tackles five solo against temple just an overall um, dominant defensive performance by the tigers against temple congratulations man you you win a, you, you. you win a game appreciate ball you. you win the game ball from go tigers 247 man that's gotta feel <laughs> that's gotta feel pretty good I appreciate that yeah i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man yeah. greg enjoy your week man stay safe um get uh, recover well and we'll see you on friday okay see y'all guys friday thank you for listening to tigers and 20s game balls if you enjoyed this episode please leave a rating wherever you download your podcasts if you are interested in content all about the University of Memphis Tiger Athletics, hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Also, you can join our Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership.